This is Linux at Work, episode A for the 20th of April, 2020. Welcome. I am your host, Ben Vasharan, along with my co-host, Chester Wisniewski. Hi, Chester. Hey, Ben. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we, we had about a five-year break in this podcast, which is a little unusual, but uh, I think it's time to, to, to revive this podcast and get it back on the road, and I appreciate you joining me today. That's yeah, an absolute pleasure. It's a good topic to talk about, I think. Yeah, absolutely. When we originally promised this podcast back in 2014, the promise was sort of to alternate weekly news with sort of deep dive topics. And for a deep dive topic, you and I are both users of Office 365 in our professional lives. And it was kind of interesting that, you know, Microsoft seems to be putting a little bit of feelers out there to support Linux a little better. And we had a chance to load up the technical preview of Microsoft Teams for Linux. And uh, you've been using it longer than I have. Uh, perhaps uh, you can share a little bit of how that experience has been going and then we can dive a little deeper into the features. Yeah, so those of you that know me uh, will know that I, I quite often don't say many flattering things about Microsoft, which is is quite unfair most of the time. But I've been using Teams since around about January 2020, so two months into the public beta. I've been using it on both Pop! OS, which is a Ubuntu derivative from System76, as well as Manjaro in the last month or so, both using uh, KDE and GNOME. And the experience has been really positive so far. One of the things that's bothered me about, uh, you know, being in an Office 365 shop and having to do so much with Office 365 and also doing a lot of public speaking and presenting is having to use Microsoft PowerPoint and having to keep a MacBook Pro around or a Windows virtual machine has been annoying to say the least. So um, finding the Teams client has really uh, filled a void and um, added to the collaboration I'm able to do professionally. Yeah, I've, I've been avoiding Teams. I, I'm not a giant Microsoft person either. And considering that we're hosting a free Libre open source software Linux podcast kind of suggests that we might not have always been in the good graces of, uh, of um, the, the gates uh, of the world. But, you know, our colleagues are more and more dependent on using Microsoft Teams being in that Office 365 environment. And, and I've been kind of dragged in kicking and screaming. And while I'm not a fan of uh, many of the different collaboration tools out there, like certainly I'm, I'm no big fan of Slack, for example, but I just like things that are quick and easy and, and support my mobile device and my, you know, my Linux on my desktop where I do primarily do all my work. And you know, Teams in the web browser has just been really a painful experience. So I, I was surprised when you alerted me that there was actually a real Teams available for Linux. And I thought, well, is it just going to be another kind of Electron thing? But it doesn't look like it is. Uh, it looks like it's a fully, uh, you know, native application for Linux that's dynamically compiled. And the performance, at least for me in the last week or two while I've been playing with it, seems to be really spot on. Yeah, especially when it comes to things like calls. And I found that one of the primary uses uh, for Teams, like aside from document collaboration, is that quick, dirty phone call and that quick, dirty, uh, you know, I, I need to show you my screen. Let's talk through an issue and let's not set up a Zoom call. Let's just make a call and have a quick chat here. And th those kinds of things in Electron apps generally haven't been that positive. Uh, so Teams being uh, what appears to be a native client ha has been a good experience so far. I, I know that you came across some issues when it came to things like screen sharing under Wayland. Do, do you want to cover that off a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, Wayland is still pretty immature for most applications like this, and, and Teams is no, uh, no different. You know, we use Zoom quite extensively in our professional lives, and for that same reason, like I'm, I'm constantly starting Zoom calls going, I just need to see your screen. And that's not really what Zoom is made for, but because it worked so well on Linux on Xorg, I've used it a lot that way. And uh, Zoom, of course, does work in Wayland for screen sharing, but like many other apps, has some limitations, like it won't allow you to share a window. It will only allow you to share your entire desktop. Teams, on the other hand, is crashy crashy. So under Wayland, it, it seems to work just fine for the basic functionality. Uh, you're certainly able to open up chats and Teams themselves. Most of the features I clicked through briefly testing it out seemed to work, but as soon as you went to the screen sharing, it just pretty much sig hups and that's that. It, it, it really didn't work at all. And uh, we were able to jump successfully into a, a video and voice call though. So depending, I guess, what your needs are, if you're, if you're really uh, preferring Wayland, then you really you're, you're going to be limited to not doing the screen sharing but the rest of the functionality seemed to be okay and it looks like Microsoft's trying to support it because when I I did an LDD against the binary if, if you load it up at least on Arch Linux uh, you'll find the primary teams binary is actually under user share teams teams and if you LDD against it you get a big long list of all the stuff compiled in and, and they're obviously compiling Wayland support into it although I believe through X Wayland but we'll see how that matures in the future maybe. On a positive note, though, um, under Xorg, the experience was quite seamless. Sharing the screen, uh, taking control of a screen, that worked really, really well. One of the features that uh, we both stumbled across at the same time as well was, you know, the shared documents and the integration into Office uh, 365. So instead of having to share a screen and, you know, demonstrate in a browser, uh, you could directly load up a PowerPoint presentation or a Word doc. Recently edited documents is probably the best way to put it, uh, direct into that screen sharing session session and uh, from there you can give anybody control over that you can progress without the presenter which is nice if you've got a presenter that maybe likes to dwell on a topic for too long and you want to get ahead and read it read the slides yourself or read the document yourself so there was uh, a really positive experience under xorg yeah, I agree. I, I What really impressed me was the speed. Like, so uh, I'm a Firefox user primarily, and I've had to give up on using Firefox for uh, Teams particularly because it's it's got very weak support. You can't really do phone calls inside of Firefox. So I have a separate Chromium instance that I run just to have O365 apps and Outlook and Teams before the native client, that kind of thing, because there is at least WebRTC support for Chrome uh, and Chromium derivatives to do conference calls in Teams, even in the browser. But the experience is slow, slow, slow. I mean, I, I'm uh, even on a, a reasonably powerful computer. I've actually <laughs> I've been doing my testing on a Threadripper with 64 gigs of RAM. So you really can't blame the computer for any slowness at that point. And Teams in the browser, even Office 365 in the browser, to your point, like, you know, using PowerPoint was the primary application for me. It's just laggy and non-responsive. It just, if it, it's got a real dead feel to it. And uh, as soon as I did the same in Teams, which arguably it's showing you the web-based O365 in the Teams client, but whatever Microsoft's done, it actually feels native. It feels really snappy and fast, and um, it, it just feels more intuitive as well. Maybe it's just because the browser Chrome's not there. Yeah. It it's really fascinating to see how they have made it like a seamless experience. You certainly, it's much like a Windows app, which I don't know if that's going to fare well for listeners of the call. But one thing that's very traditional for Microsoft, which bothers me slightly, not to go on a rant, is on every system I've installed Teams on, 
it forces itself to load on startup uh, and that bothers me i like to control what loads on startup and choose what loads on startup so uh, that did get me uh, slightly uh, slightly irritated from a performance and um, a usability standpoint now I, I know you have a, a mac backup for other things that you sometimes need to do that require proprietary software have you tried teams on mac or would you be able to compare the two are they similar or have you not tried it no i have used teams on the mac uh, it was my primary device for a little while uh, before i decided to to ditch uh, my primary corporate uh, device policy and just yeah switch to a thinkpad and switch to linux and the experience is very very similar uh, one thing i'll say is uh, there isn't a feature gap between windows and mac os that i could discover uh so things like live events that you can set up under your team's calendar even sharing uh, video feeds and things like that with third-party applications like open broadcast studio if you were trying to say do a live stream to a team's audience that seems to be native and uh, everything seems to be there under mac os when being a beta you know credit to microsoft it's a pretty functional beta um but uh, there are still some missing features out of teams uh, which uh, isn't like that on mac os Right. So the Mac supports a little more uh, full-fledged, but as you said, this is a preview. Now, this preview came out in October. It's uh, as of date of recording, you know, we're looking on April 20th right now. So we're more than six months into this beta. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're not experiencing a 12-year Gmail beta period like we did with Google, just perpetually calling it beta so they had an excuse for why things might be crappy. Uh, but if not, I would hope that, you know, for release, maybe they can get pretty close to at least Mac parity, if not Windows parity. It's, it is actually a genuine fear of mine, uh, the fact that it has been in preview for six months. And at the back of my mind, knowing Microsoft, like it, it wouldn't be uncommon for them to turn around and say, actually, we're abandoning that project and, you know, we're going to move those developers onto uh, something else. So, And I really hope that doesn't happen. I've seen banners from Microsoft now that say, you know, Microsoft, big red love heart, Linux and Microsoft, big red love heart, open source. So hopefully this is a, a goodwill gesture and something that they continue to develop. One thing that does concern me is the Microsoft blog was quite noisy uh, for a week or so in October when they first launched it. Uh, I've kept an eye on the Microsoft blog and there doesn't seem to be a lot of communication about Teams development. That said, it's got better and better. So they certainly are working on it every time I do, you know, an apt update on uh, Pop! OS. I, I get new features, I get my Teams update, so it's automatically updating with the rest of my system, but there hasn't been a lot of communication about roadmap, uh, things to come, any mind-blowing features or uh, parity features as well. So hopefully they step up communication from that perspective, but um, yeah, I guess time will tell. Well, yeah, as, as of the date of speaking, it looks like the last release was March 20th. So we're looking at almost exactly a month since release, which is pretty fresh as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you can only get monthly updates from Microsoft, even for Windows itself, uh, you know, clearly a Windows update, right? So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, right now for Linux, they're making the package available in DEB and RPM formats, but users of systems like Manjaro and Arch will also find it in the AUR. So I just loaded up the standard AUR package in Arch Linux and I got version 1.3 which appears to be the current build and it worked without question including authentication against our rather uh, hardened um, 0365 backend that we both use in our day jobs so that was another thing that I was expecting to hiccup you know there's a lot of things for example that claim to integrate with Microsoft Exchange uh, 0365 Outlook if you will and when you're on Linux of course they can't handle some of the more advanced OAuth features and so you can't actually authenticate if you have a secure 0365 
365 installation. And teams seem to have no issue with that, I guess because it's coming natively from Microsoft rather than being reverse engineered. Yeah, um, just uh, quickly as well, uh, on Manjaro, it's not in the native AUR. You have to use PAMAC, so it's PAMAC build uh, Teams for Linux, and that will, of course, go out to the um, the Arch repositories and do a manual build, which is technically unsupported. But um, yeah, I, again, I've had no issue since uh, I've done the build from the Arch repository on Manjaro, so it all looks stable there as well. We'll, we'll put links in the show notes on the website at linuxatwork.org. But for those of you that want to check it out or at least see Microsoft's official information on it, you can go to aka.ms slash teams hyphen Linux hyphen preview. And there's a page there that has all the necessary information for getting that uh, preview edition for Linux. If it's not in your package repository or you want to uh, manually go about loading it, there's some other small niggling issues, some good and some bad, I guess. Uh, I noticed uh, when I was looking at the dynamic uh, libraries that it's loading, it's uh, not using OpenSSL, it's using GNU TLS, which I kind of had a little cheer in my heart for. Um, OpenSSL makes me nervous because of its age and its past history with vulnerabilities. And I, I have nothing specifically against OpenSSL and we use it professionally in a lot of products, but uh, diversity is good. So GNU TLS for the win. But the problem I'm having at the moment is the Pulse audio integration seems to be really shoddy. Uh, I have a complicated desktop setup here, especially during the, the quarantine. I've been playing with a lot of my audio gear. And so I've got, you know, three or four different sound cards and output devices and DACs hooked up to my computer. I've got three or four different microphones hooked up to my computer. I've got Bluetooth. I've got, you know, all this different devices and things that support Pulse well work fine with that. So I have other applications that are similar to Teams from a content sharing perspective. Skype for Linux, which is also Microsoft product, works no problem. Uh, I've also had extensive experience using Zoom, also no problem if you know I can go right into the client and then a drop down, pick which microphone, pick which output, and boom, you know, no problem. You and I were testing a couple days ago and I just could not get it to, sometimes you go into the settings and it would just like freeze. And when you try to change the microphone or the speaker, other times it says it's using one that it's not using. And it happily plays along with the fact that you told it to use it, but it continues to use the default thing that it's not using. So when we were just testing, I had it configured to use my external DAC for my, my reference speakers on my desk. And it continued to play the audio from my laptop's built-in speaker, even though I told it, uh, and, and it acknowledged, it said it was playing through the DAC. It just wasn't playing through the DAC. So I'm not sure if that's a Pulse or an um, uh, ALSA issue, but this has always been an issue on Linux. and. The other competitors seem to have gotten it right, so there's some more work to be done. I've had a similar experience. Um, I, I try and have all of my applications uh, just use a system settings and then manage that in the operating system itself. The the only thing that I've come across is uh, like at, at my desk, I use an ATR2100 uh, USB microphone for day-to-day -day calls. It's on a boom arm. Uh, so I don't worry about Bluetooth, especially from a microphone perspective. I found that if the microphone's not plugged in and then I launch Teams, it won't recognize that device. So I have to, if I have to either uh, close Teams, plug the microphone in, make sure that it's set as my system audio or the default audio device in the operating system, relaunch Teams, and then I no longer have an issue. Uh, I don't think I've had as many issues of you, as you've had. So I guess the what you're saying is you were able to, as long as it's the default input and the default output in Pulse, then when you launch Teams, it'll use whatever those defaults are successfully. I think I haven't, really tried that and that's exactly the source of this in that my default 
was set to my laptop speaker, but my team setting was to use my external amp. Even on launch, it still says it's using the external amp, but it's honoring the default. And I think that's where the challenge is. I have similar issues on Teams as well. So um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna necessarily pick on Teams uh, for this one. I, I think it's, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe a greater issue uh, with Pulse Audio or just the way that uh, Linux handles uh, audio in general. Well, I don't want to open up the Leonard Pottering System D Pulse Audio debate uh, or this podcast will never end. Do you, do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap up this uh, sort of preview deep dive on Teams? I've noticed that there's still not a solution to people creating Teams for absolutely every situation. <laughs> I think uh, I've got more hidden Teams channels now than I have active Teams channels, but that's uh, that's not unique to Linux. Um, uh, and one thing I'll shout out to as well is I really do like the fact that it integrates with other cloud-based uh, services as well. So you're not tied to just using OneDrive storage. Um, you know, you can use Box, you can use Dropbox. Unfortunately, not NextCloud, as you mentioned, for your own uses. Well, since you mentioned that, I'll have to chalk up one more negative on the table, and then I think we'll conclude this review. But while we were testing that file sharing integration with different cloud storage solutions, I thought, oh, I'll just connect it to one of my Google Drive incidents because it has a support for, what was it, Box, Ignite, Dropbox, Google Drive, and I think there might be a fifth one that I can't recall. But I thought, well, I have a Google Drive, I'll try that. And Google, of course, prompts uh, pops up like a sub window for the authentication so you can log in with your Gmail account in order to access your Google Drive. And Google immediately comes back and says, Google couldn't sign you in. The browser app may not be secure. So like Google's uh, detecting the user agent as something that they're not allowing you to log in with. And clearly Microsoft needs to uh, update that user agent. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I, I did find it amusing that they have a button that sends you to a Google login that you cannot log into because Google's decided to blacklist it. So uh, whether that's Google being mean and trying to lock Microsoft out from integrating or whether it's just a uh, oversight, I guess we'll find out the next time the uh, a future release of Teams is released. We'll wait and see. Well, thanks for joining me and putting some time into looking at Teams, Ben, uh, and helping me revive the podcast. Hopefully we can get in a little bit more of a, a better habit here in uh, sharing business-oriented Linux news from a professional perspective. Both of us have been using uh, Linux uh, almost exclusively for our work where we can for quite a long time now. So I think we'll have a lot of things to talk about in the future. And we will come back to you uh, hopefully in the next uh, few days with a uh, news segment and get back in our rhythm. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. And credit to the people who produced the music for this podcast. The song that we brought in the podcast with is called Stormy Blues by Arnie Bang Hughesby and is a Creative Commons uh, licensed track. And uh, the song we'll leave you with is called Just Had to Let Her Know by Lorenzo's Music and his uh, Creative Commons 3.0 share alike. <laughs> You got everything Gonna be everyone Gotta be everyone Don't say you got anything Gotta be everything 